variety room. Burpin. Just kidding. This is literally literary. <laughs> same difference. It is the same difference. How's it going, guys? Hey. How wonderful. are we this evening? You always want to introduce it, but then you never introduce us. Oh, I didn't <laughs> I didn't mean to introduce you people. I just like doing the title. Well, if you're going to, you kind of got to. All right, fine. Here we go. <laughs> you got to transition, man. All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. To my right, we all, as usual, we have. They know, they know who we're uh, listening to. All right. Sean Falk, Sean O'Brien, it's me, Joey Bonnier. Hey, guys. Yo. Hey, guys. Got a little coffee here. It's Saturday night. Mm-hmm. You boys have to work early. Yeah. So we have to get to bed soon. That mm-hmm. sucks. What time you guys got to work? Mm-hmm. Eight-ish? Yeah. Nine, That's not eight thirty. Nine. That's nothing. Yeah. What are you guys crying about then? No. I'm no. I'm fucking crying all fucking night about this I'm here, shit. ain't I? Nah. Shit. You have to be here. That's true. <laughs> if I'm not laughing, I am crying, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also crying when I'm not here because I miss you guys. Aww. Stop it. Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> but Joey. I throw, throw a little corny Joey in there. Joey Bonnie. Mm. Stop it. Um, hey, guys. So I brought some books as always. Right on. They're going to sound very similar to the last episode. <laughs> that has nothing to do with the fact that we're here again. Mm. We what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know what you mean. This is a weekly. Fourth here, wall. Man. Fourth wall. Jesus. Hey, stop. Sean. <laughs> Sausage everywhere. Wires <laughs> exposed. <laughs> um. So the books I have, to remind you guys from last time, I have Plato, The Complete Works. Delicious. I have a new Aristotle Saddle Reader, which is, wow, this is going to be interesting. Apparently my mouth doesn't work right now. Right so this will be fun. <laughs> I always <laughs> love that word, it. Aristotelian. Aristotelian is God, that's such a word. good goddamn word. Wouldn't oh. it be loverly? Uh, yeah, basically Complete Works of Aristotle. I have two different translations of The Divine Comedy. Well, no, I'm sorry. I have two different translations of Inferno by Dante, one of which actually has side-by-side Italian. Um, the other one is the whole thing, but I you know, probably won't get to all of the Divine Comedy today. <laughs> and as always, I have uh, S. Scott Fitzgerald's The Great Gatsby. <laughs> as your usual staple. Which, yeah. which, is, which is kind of a bummer now because, like, because I've brought it so much, I almost feel like we should never get to it just because it's funny. And to be honest with you, it's all I want to fucking read. It's like, po- it's like potent potables. <laughs> right, exactly. It's one of those things. Yeah. It's, like, it's like, what is it? In, uh, in SNL, there's uh, Lindsey Buckingham, right? It was Lindsey Buckingham from like Fleetwood Mac plays by uh, his, um, fucking, what's his name? Bill Hader. Yeah. Does that like what up with that? Do you guys watch SNL? Am I just talking Ooh, to myself right now? Yeah. What's up with that? There's the skit where like uh, what's what, up yeah. with that? That sounds very familiar. Yeah, Keenan Thompson basically. Still going. Guys. I, do, I do like Keenan. Keenan Thompson. Um, it's like a mock show where like a '70s show, and he just mm. comes out and just sings and dances for oh, like gotcha. 45 seconds. Right. Um, just leading up to like, and he introduces his guest, uh, and the last person is always Lindsey Buckingham from Fleetwood Mac. Mm. And he'll get to the first guest, he'll get to the second guest. Um, and then they always have to cut off the show at the end before they get to Lindsay Buckingham. Gotcha. And, um, and Bill Hader just sits there, like, you know, as if he has a scowl on his face and finally he's like, ah, it's fine, or whatever. <laughs> he never actually <laughs> says a word. <laughs> anyway, so I also yeah. have Charles Dickens' the Great Expectations <laughs> and Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. And oh, Zobis. and still Oedipus the King and Antigone by Sophocles. Mm. Um, Oedipus Rex. Anything jumping out at you guys? Um, 
I, honestly, I kind of want to do the Pride and Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice. Jane I, I've Austin? never read it. Sand Zombies. I've never read a Jane Austen book. I hear good things and bad things from everyone. What are the bad things you've heard? That it's mostly men for women. I know that sounds maybe sexist, but that, that's what I've heard. Um, and it's about women, right? Well, that doesn't necessarily mean it's. What does it mean? Well, that's that what it, I mean. What does like, it mean when something's for women? What do you mean by that? I don't know. I just feel like when I was ever in, in the, the, the people who usually would say that Jane Austen was their favorite author or they'd love Pride and Prejudice or what per persuade what's persuasion? Persuasion, yeah. Um, persuasion, Emma. Um, and then we have Northanger Abbey, I think, and Sense and Sensibility are all Jane Austen. I don't know, it's just the people who How I the noticed like them were usually were usually very smart girls in my grade. <laughs> Wait, one of those must be Bronte, probably like persuasion might be like Bronte? No, that's 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 Emma. Or that's um Emma? Maybe Emma is like Charlotte Bronte or Emily Bronte. There's some there's some women listeners right now who are fucking angry at me. Okay. Don't be sexist. There can be men angry at you too. They then they don't care. They <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, no, they are. Uh well, what does that mean? Yeah, like chick flick. What does a chick flick mean? Or like what does it mean a book that's for women? Yes, it's it's designed for a specific audience, like anything. And that specific it's, audience is I it designed as such, or is it some things are from the artist? Not yeah. always. I mean, sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. It usually just means a female lead character for the most part. Oh. Yeah, the majority of the time. That's yeah, that's true too. What about like chick flicks though? Romantic comedies? They have like a female lead. Usually, don't they? Um, yeah, well, I guess. at least at least they have a male there's, and a female. Yeah, there's lead. a romantic interest, but right. you know, there's you know, the um. There's I Justin Timberlake yeah, and exactly. Mila yeah. Kunis or something. Is that a thing? What was yeah. that? It was like friends the, with they're banging each other. And, friends yeah. with benefits. Yeah. Right That's on. the first one that came into your yeah, mind. I was thinking I don't know like why. when Harry Met Sally. Your first yeah. thing that came into your mind is fucking friends with benefits. Well, there we go. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess Harry Met Sally is a romantic comedy, isn't it? Totally. Yeah. I get they're equal billing there. Uh, yeah. No, it's but the story is Harry's. It's Harry's story. Mm. Um, the the other friends with benefits was the, the but then Ashton Kutcher. Chick flick. What's oh, not? yeah. Uh, Harry Met Sally isn't necessarily considered a chick flick. It's a... Um, no, it's a romantic comedy. That's what I mean. Well, it, yeah. okay, fair enough. Yeah, it's not really... Well, I don't well, know. Any, any movie that's good is going to bypass any demographics, right? It's true. That's a good point. Sure. You know? Yeah, like the, if it, it kind of transcends genre once it's up there. Yeah. Like Star Wars. Or a Pixar movie. Yeah. Star Wars is... Yeah, I guess it does transcend it. A Pixar movie? Yeah. I think old people and young people like it. Well, it's, sure, it but transcends... you still consider it an animated movie. Uh, but it like transcends it. the genre of animation. You know, there are people that will watch a Pixar movie that will not watch other animation. Yeah, I guess that's fair, but they would still consider... So, so those people, you'd say, would not consider it an animated movie. Um, well, I, they'd consider it a movie first. You know, it's uh, movie animated as opposed to animated Wasn't movie. Wasn't Toy Story 3 up for Best Picture or some... One epics? of the Toy Stories. One of them was up. was... Oh, was Toy, it up? None of the Toy Stories were. Okay, I really? thought it was one of the Pixar's. Sure. Huh. All right, I'll go. Sure. Uh, Pixar's definitely been nominated. I think Up, but... Up was nominated for Best Picture. Mm. I don't think any of the other ones were. I thought Brave was nominated for something. Mm. Maybe Best. It, I mean, I've never seen they're it, nominated but... for Best Animated Feature, sure, oh, but gotcha. Best Picture, okay, no. Yeah, okay. And yeah, yeah, Brave was fucking probably music or some bullshit. Yeah, right on. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just uh, stab Joey in the heart there. Shit. Is Brave your favorite movie? No, just fucking music. But uh, you're, I guess, yeah, you're right. <laughs> How dare you insult music? I didn't mean to, no. <laughs> the great titan of music. <laughs> okay, hold um, on. I'm, I'm looking at music once. Well, the fun part about Pride and Prejudice is it has like um. Uh, it, a summer reading feel to it. I guess we can do more like summer reading shit. What the shit fuck like does that mean? You know, like when high school kids have to go back to school, there's like the summer reading they have to do before. What is your face doing? Your face is working so hard to what? like comprehend why this is the thing. Like, like why would you want to torture? Like, well, it's, no, it's no. if I just told you people waterboard things and you were like, what? 
What are you what? <laughs> Did you say water boy? Yeah. yeah Waterboard is what I meant to say. Yeah. Um, I guess I missed I got excited about that Adam Sandler. Waterburger? For um, people water boy <laughs> things. You're gonna water bar waterburger me? Oh. God. Uh no, just um I don't even understand. Wait, what were we talking about? Summer reading. Oh, yes. I don't understand what um, what classifies a book as a summer reading feel. Like, to me, summer oh, reading... Oh, it's not a feel. It's just it would be like a required reading for summer reading. But why does that... Like, why is that a connotation? To me, summer reading is just books. Like, there is no... Like, mm, I this can, would be a summer reading shelf book. You know, I it's can just, put it... Okay, okay, well, there's two different questions here in mind. Joey, go ahead and say what you're saying. Well, I mean, it's just because we all have this shared experience. We all have this common experience of having to read books during the summer and there's usually a category of those books and there's they're not a category there's a profile of those books oh no i don't i'm book profiling now it's not good <laughs> don't judge a book by its cover oh my god this is not cool okay uh but that profile fits with it's usually a classic something it's usually always a classic. it's always a classic so it, it's always agreed upon and usually some like sort of progressive ideal or moral that'd be involved. awesome if you're in love so Vegas for instance to kill book. a mockingbird is like number one in my book or, or not number one but just one of the examples in my book um because it's such a classic a book good book margaritas. and it's also about racism in america in america uh for instance catcher in the rye is about is a really good book Neither but it's, those are summer reading books necessarily though because they're required reading well yeah, they the, might not be in the summer those, those actually like, might be regular yeah, like diving yeah, in I don't know what the fuck you're talking about analyzing what, and, so what what are you talking so about right now? i would say then th those tie in with your curriculum books that would like lead you into the next year so, is there I a classification right, exactly. of summer reading book? Yeah. So, yeah, your, said, your, your, the question that you had asked initially is twofold, right? So, there's, and I'm trying probably to, many folds, but yeah. <laughs> which, well, I'm trying to understand what yeah. you mean because there's two different things. When, okay. when we say summer reading, right? Mm -hmm. You can mean summer reading in the sense of like, oh, this is a good book to read on the beach. This is a good book to read during that the summer. That was summers. my original connotation. That's what I thought you okay. meant. Okay. But what I was referring to was right. that summer reading for school. Like high schools That's always That's what have, I was saying. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to explain. You guys are talking about two different things right well, now. Well, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I, I started well, on the I beach it, but reading, but then I, I understood you to mean it's something else. And then I was confused, hence the contortions of my face. Got it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I, so what I was referring to was, was more what Joey was talking about in the sense of that it's specifically um it's a typical thing that well first of all throughout the summer like every school has like a summer reading thing they're supposed to do you know what i mean so they'll have parts of they'll, there'll be some books that are good to sorry no you're good <laughs> i know um some books on the list that the teachers will set out and then the students can pick from those lists and read whatever they want they can right. pick from it and that's the summer reading list it's almost always a classic like joey said okay um is there more to that profile not really. Okay. Not really. No, it's well, literally. You don't just think in that there's section. some progressive values usually but, in them, like even like a Huck Finn or something, like well, something yeah. I mean, period based, something that teaches us like well, this is how racist we were in 1868 or something. Well, I mean, but I, that's I, because it's rooted you, in the curriculum. No, I don't think necessarily. Well, you said, yeah, I, I think Catcher in the Rye definitely the, wouldn't be. So like, what? Yeah, I, I would don't say think. It is. I just, but that's what I'm saying. I don't think it is because they're both part of the curriculum. Well, literally, those were both two of my summer reading books. So that's oh, kind of really? why I said, yeah, yeah. They were. You, you didn't read them with. The, with the class? To Kill a Mockingbird was actually like September. Like we did, it was like the first book we read. You but, read it but with the class. Catcher in the Rye was something we had Catch to read during the summer and have like. But you, you had to read it. Yeah, required. That, reading. Well, that's what I'm saying. Summer reading isn't necessarily required. It's a it's a list of options, and you have you, to read one of them. Yeah, but, maybe my school was a little more ridiculous with that, where they had a yeah. lot. They had both. We well, had. Yeah, the, you were we, a private school, and you were like accounting accountable right. to the people again next after the summer, right? Exactly. Like you would have the same teachers again, essentially. No, not not necessarily. But, but they we, would check up on you. Yeah, they all knew the curriculum. We all had the same kind of gotcha. system.
Yeah, public school is a little I, bit more I, relaxed. I just assume that everyone had required summer reading. Maybe I'm wrong there. Well, okay. there's required summer reading, but usually, but a lot of times it's a list of several books you can choose from, and yeah. then you write right. a, a paper <laughs> and, on whatever and, it is. And let's it be clear: be... Uh, required is a loose term. <laughs> yeah, no one did it. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I everyone did it all through school without I reading a book. I tried any all the time. I always tried. I actually <laughs> almost brought. I mean, with, no, we have Dickens here. One of the summer readings was um, uh, Tale of Two Cities. Um, which I read on the, you know, the beach. Or at least I fucking tried. I didn't really succeed very well. Yeah, um, that doesn't seem like a relaxing thing is from what cities? I know about it. Yeah, I don't even know what the fuck happened in the book. So, it was the best wait, time. Uh, Sean Sh- Sh- Far, what, what's Do you this? know the last line? That's very good, Sean Far. Um, yeah, I might. Um, so the opening of the book, of course, is, is was the, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was the age of blah, blah, blah. But the end of it, Joey, do you know? It's a far, far better, better thing I do yeah. than I have ever done. It's a far, far better place I go than I have ever gone. Yeah, I'm definitely familiar with that. That's the that's the end of Tales. I think that's been in enough movies for me too. Yeah, <laughs> in the end, honestly, the funny thing about Tales of Cities is that's kind of all you need to know about the book. Right, right on. Well, that's not fair. I don't even fucking know what happened. Maybe we'll bring it one. Are time. you not a Dickens fan? Uh, he loves the Dick. That was good. I don't know what. <laughs> that was not good. Don't no, look at that. No. That, that was a stretch. Yeah. Are you Are you a Dickens fan? Ignore the baby <laughs> over here. You yes. like fish sticks? Yeah. <laughs> that's a good that's show. That's better. That's okay. for like a B plus. <laughs> Another show? <laughs> Watch our show. Going down on so South Park. fucking shows. Fallcast.com. Um, that's fallcast.com. Charles Dickens is one of the best, just pound for pound, really good, solid writers. Is he a fat um, man? That's funny. The, I don't think it was. Was that funny, Joey? No. Nope. Okay. Nope. Not Sorry. funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bad yes. eggs. I, I do like... I like Dickens. I like Dickens. I haven't read enough of them, but yes, I do. Right on. Um, there you go. That's my answer. I, I like Dickens, actually. I think what's funny is it's gotten so... Uh, I feel like every time you hear Dickens, you just think of Tiny Tim like yeah. in some alley yeah. asking for porridge or something. I think the Futurama version of Tiny Tim, but yeah. I mean, that's a Christmas carol. <laughs> yeah, but it's just... Oh, really? Yeah. Everything Dickensian has come to mean like oh, are, like a, like okay. a, a shitty like old city yeah, like yeah. A, a ratty old city like the Jack the Ripper is <laughs> dealing with. Or you were gonna say what? Those are what? Uh, sure. you, it, to me, they're the same. It's all just one book. Yeah. It's all just <laughs> <laughs> they all take place at the same time exactly. in one in one city. Dickens. Tiny Tim lived right next door to Pip <laughs> Dickens Town, <laughs> who who was like once accosted by Oliver Twist. It's not like Stephen Meanwhile, King. <laughs> no. Oh. No. Did he do Great Expectations? Um, he did. That's what I literally have right here. Oh, mm. there we go. No pun intended in that one, but I will take it. Mm. Um, I have Great Expectations right here. Great Expectations is, uh, might be his best. <laughs> might be his best. It's hard to say. Um, Oliver Twist is really fucking good. Um, David Copperfield is all right. Um, when he made the Statue of Liberty disappear, that was sweet. <laughs> um, Great Expectations. What am I thinking? What am I missing? Christmas Carol is really good. Pickwick Papers that I never really read. Um, Oliver Twist, I said. What else am I missing? Dickens Don't look at me, man. I did look at you, and that was a stupid thing to do. <laughs> Hold on. I, there actually was one I read in, in college. I want to remember. Dickens' so I'm gonna, I'm best look it up. book. It's got to be great. I, you know, Copperfield? I said that. Oh, mm. Hard Times. I read Hard Times. I did That's not say I Hard Times. Mm. Hard Times is fucking big as fuck, man. I don't remember Hard Times. Um. Anyway, whatever. Prequel to Fast Times at Richmond High. Nicholas Nickleby. Oh, yeah. That's the one. Mm. Our Mutual Friend. Uriah Heath. Wait, maybe that was, that was David a Copperfield. Band. I know, but it's a villain in... I think it's Nicholas Nickleby. You're right. 1176. You're right. Heath is, is Oliver 11, Twist or Nicholas 76. Nickleby. Oh, f- uh, not Oliver Twist. I mean, um, it's either David Copperfield or Nicholas Nickleby. Fuck. I'm going to go with it's a 50 50 shot. I feel like it is Nicholas Nickleby, but it's not. It's not. Look it up. 
what are we doing? Uriah Heath. Uriah Heath. Yeah, it was a band, but it's a villain in Nicholas Nickleby. Sounds or like a UFC David fighter. Copperfield. David mm-hmm. Copper- I'm going David Copperfield. Uriah Heep? Uriah Heep. Yeah. Fuck. David Copperfield. Fuck yeah. All right. right um, anyway. Um, he's the antagonist. So you guys said Pride and Prejudice? Or do you want, I mean, we're talking about Dickens. Do you want me to go with Dickens? I would say it's either. It's a 50 50. What do you think, Sean Fall? Um, Summer reading. We have Dickens or. I'm gonna, we're going to get to these at some yeah. point. All right, let's do Jane Austen. Summer Summer I want to do way. Jane Austen. Jane Austen, do? I do. I want to do. We haven't talked enough about Jane Austen at all. All right, We've been talking about Dickens this whole time. All right, then why'd you ask us? Yeah. (laughs) Because I was hoping you'd say the right answer. (laughs) Jesus Christ. You're the worst teacher ever. You are horrible. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) No dark sarcasm in the classroom. (laughs) Teacher, leave those kids alone. (laughs) He hates the sausage. (laughs) He hates the sausage so much. Um, Which is yeah. strange because I, I mean, love if we, sausage. If we were talking more, <laughs> if, we, sausage. If, if we kept on the vein of that, but it's a silly transition now. So <laughs> we, we stopped talking about chick flicks and we started talking about Dickens. So. Yeah, you're right. I'm well, going to see what's going on. There is a connection. But I'm going to see what's going on here. Why? I'm too much of a gentleman oh, man, to make you it. fucking idiot. The a gentleman collar? text yeah. is so small. This book is an old motherfucking book, yo. It's all beaten up and shit like that. Okay. I don't know who owned this, actually. What, what happened? You. Like, the text before calling. <laughs> you just went to your uh, weird. This isn't mine, actually. This isn't my You're book. Stealing well, other people's okay, books in again? fairness, obviously it's my book, but I don't know where Let it came from. Let it be from. known, Sean O'Brien is a klepto bookologist. This book costs two dollars and sixty-five. We get what you were doing. Yeah, he steals um, books. Yeah, ACU. Oh, here it is up front. It says, "Um, I don't know. I can't read this." But anyway, whatever. I don't know whose it was. It's it was probably like my mom's at some point, and then. If you're going to push us into a book, you might want to push us into one you can fucking read. Yeah, wow. bitch. Jesus Christ. Wow. I didn't push you. We, we, you guys guided me there. Maybe you should read some notes <laughs> in the margins, psycho. You know what? The, the key here is it's going to lead us into our uh, our our going down on South Park um, because, of course, the main character. Yep. Charles Dickens. Great Expectations. Chapter one. <clears throat> My father's family name being Pirrup, and my Christian name Philip, my infant tongue could make could make of both names nothing longer or more explicit than Pip. So I called myself Pip, and came to be called Pip. I gave Pirrup as my family's father's as my family's father's name, an authority on his tombstone, and my sister, Mrs. Joe Gargity. Yeah, Gargery. Oh my God, Gargery, <laughs> who married the blacksmith. As I never saw my father or my mother, and never saw any likeness of either of them, for their days were long before their days of photographs, my first fancies regarding what they were like were unreasonably deferred, derived from their tombstones. I am not going to be able to read this. Uh, this is like the, um, uh, the Citizen Kane thing, right? Like the Citizen Kane thing? Yeah. Why is it like the Citizen Kane thing? It's all like the, you know, the no family and the rosebud and the people don't love me and, you know. Oh. I guess it's... Yeah, it is vaguely similar to Citizen Kane. That's interesting. I've really thought about that. Oh, yeah, gotcha. The shape of the letters on my father's grave gave me an odd idea that he was a square, stout, dark man with curly black hair. From the character and turn of the inscription, quote, also Georgiana, wife of the above, end quote, I drew a childish conclusion that my mother was freckled and sickly. To five little stone lozenges about a foot and a half long, which were arranged in a neat row beside their grave and were sacred to the memory of the five brothers of mine who gave up trying to get a living exceedingly early in that universal struggle. I am indebted for a belief I religiously entertained that they had all been born on their backs and with their uh, their on their backs with their hands in their trouser pockets and had never taken them <clears throat> out to the state of existence. Ours was the marsh country, 
down by the river, within as the river wound. And Darsh. 20 miles of the sea. Darsh. My first most vivid and broad impression of the identity of things seemed to me to have been gained on a memorable raw afternoon towards evening. At such a time, I found out for certain that the bleak place overgrown with nettles was the churchyard, and that Philip Pirrup, late of this parish, and also Georgiana, wife of the above, were dead and buried, and that Alexander, Bartholomew, Abraham, Tobias, and Roger, infant children of the aforesaid, Do the Bart man. were also dead and buried. Bartholomew. And that the dark, flat wilderness That's beyond awesome. the churchyard intersected with, do- with dikes and mountains, with, with dikes and mounds and gates, with scattered cattle feeding on it, was the marshes. And that the low-laden line beyond was the river, and that the distant savage lair from which the wind was rushing was the sea, and that the small bundle of shivers growing afraid of it all and beginning to cry was Pip. Pip, Pip. Hold your noise, cried a terrible voice as a man shouted up from among the graves at the side of the church porch. Keep still, you little devil, or I'll cut your throat. A fearful man in a coarse gray with a great iron on his leg, a man with no hat, and with broken shoes and with an old rag tied around his head. A man who had been soaked in water and smothered in mud and lamed by stones and cut by flints and stung by nettles and born and torn by briars who limped and shivered and glared and growled and whose teeth chattered in his head as he seized me by the chin. Oh, oh don't cut my throat, sir, I pleaded in terror. Pray, don't do it, sir. Tell us your name, said the old man. Quick. Pip, Pip, sir. Once more, said the man staring at us. Give it mouth. Pip, Pip, sir. Show us where you live, said the man. Pint out the place. I pointed out our village lay on the flat, on the flat, Jesus Christ, on the flat inshore among the alder trees and pollards a mile or more from the church. The man, after looking at me for a moment, turned me upside down and emptied my pockets. (laughs) There was nothing in them but a piece of bread. When the church came to itself, he was so... He took the kid's bread? When the church came to itself, he was so sudden and strong that he made it go over, made it go head over heels for me. Uh, and then I saw the steeple under my feet when the church came to itself, I say. I was seated on a high tombstone. Uh, when the church came to itself, I say. I was seated on a high tombstone, trembling while he ate the bread ravenously. You young dog, said the man, licking his lips. What fat cheeks you got. For the record, Joey's making me see all the people. <laughs> <laughs> I believe they were fat, though I was at the time undersized for my years and not strong. Darn me if I couldn't eat him," said the man with a threatening shake of his head. "And if I ain't half a mind, to, and if I hadn't half a mind to, I guess it's like Cockney. And if I ain't half a mind to, yeah, <laughs> no, no. According to South Park, that's accurate. I earnestly expressed my hope that he wouldn't. It's a guy Richie found exactly. Yep. And held tight to the tombstone. Fighting round the world. And held. That's <laughs> wait, <Australian>. what? <laughs> What's that? Yeah, he's right. Oh yeah, different guy. You did wrestle, bro. Yeah. Uh, Same difference. <laughs> And held tight to the tombstone on which he had put me, partly to keep myself upon it, partly to keep myself from crying. Now look here, said the man. <laughs> Where's your mother? <laughs> this is great. There, sir, I said. He started to make a short run and stopped and looked over his shoulder. There, sir, I timidly explained. Also, Georgiana, that's my mother. Oh, said he. Com- he said, yeah, sorry, said he coming back. And said, like, your father, young, your father along your mother. Yes, sir, I said. Him too. Late of this parish, ha! he muttered then, considering. Who do you live with? Supposing you're kindly let to live, which I ain't made up my mind about. My sister, sir. Mrs. Joe Gargery. Wife of Joe Gargery, the blacksmith, sir. Blacksmith, eh? Said he. Is that necessary? What? The voice? Mrs. Joe Gargery, the wife of Joe Gargery. 
Isn't that... Um, Look at you, you little feminist. Well, no, it's just repetitive. It's fucking too many words. <laughs> and looked down at his leg. After darkly looking at his leg and me several times, he came closer to my tombstone, took me by both my arms and tilted me back as far as he could hold me so that my eyes looked most powerfully down and his eyes looked most powerfully down into mine. And mine looked most helplessly up into his. Now look here, he said. Was he still upside down? No, he put him on a tombstone. Oh. He like seated him on a tombstone uh, and started copy. eating his bread. Now he grabbed him and he's leaning him down. Uh, as the book. I told you it was too many fucking words. <laughs> look here. <laughs> now look here. Oh, okay, said. I remember this part in South Park. The question being whether you're, you're let to live. Now you know what, what a file is. Yes, sir. What a file you, is? Yeah. Like a pedophile? So apparently you don't know what a file is. I don't. A file is uh, what you'd use to like Oh, file. nail yeah. file. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's a file, like a metal file, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For stabbing? For probably cutting off his the shackles on around uh, this guy's uh, serious file. Yes, sir. It's a good file. And you know what Whittles is? It's the next file. Yes, sir. After each question, audio he tilted file? me over a little more so to give me a greater sense of helplessness and danger. You got me a file. He tilted me again, and you get me Whittles. He tilted me again. What you was that? Whittles. Vittles. Whittles. Oh. W i t t l e s. Um, <coughs> like small Vittles. Like Vittles. Ha Harris Whittles. He tilted me again. What the fuck are whittles? You bring a bolt to me? Look it up, Joey. I don't fucking know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just say that. Then. <laughs> <laughs> you bring a bolt to me? He tilted me again. Or how do you, I'll be your heart never out. How do you spell whittles? He tilted me again. W-I-T-T-L-E-S. I imagine it's whittles, like a whittle. Fucking, you know, like, like, like a small a, knife? Yeah. Or like the yeah. cutting. Oh, like you're whittling, you're whittling yeah, 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 some yeah, yeah, wood. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no H. I was dreadfully frightened and so giddy that I clung to him with both hands. He said, if you will quietly take... Wait. Anne said, if you would kindly, please, let me keep upright, sir. Perhaps I shouldn't be sick and perhaps I could attend more. <laughs> uh, whittles refers to food. Stock. Told you. Oh, fucking so. Vittles, yo. It is. Exactly. It comes from Vittles. <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. I didn't say anything. <laughs> I don't know. I said I don't know. The rage. The rage. <laughs> He gave me a most tremendous dip and roll so that the church jumped over its own weathercock. He th then he held me by the arms in an upright position to the top of the stone and went on in these fearful terms. You bring them me tomorrow morning early. And at five and them vittles, apparently Mr. Sean Fall, you bring me a lot. You bring me the luck to me in the old battery over yonder. You do it. You never dare say a word or dare make a sign concerning having seen such a person at me or any person somehow and you shall let to live. You fail, or you go from my words to any particular... My fucking accent is failing me. No, it's good. It's good. Particular. Go for it. No matter how small it is. You become a rapper. You are and live on the Roasted and oit. Now, I ain't alone, so you may think I am. There's a young man laid with me in comparison with the with which young man I am an angel. <laughs> I don't know what it says. There's a young Wonderful. man lay with me? There's a young man in wait, there's a there's a young man hid with me in comparison with which with which young man I am an angel. In comparison uh, with me, which I am yeah, an angel, yeah. sorry. Young man is a word I speak. Cop. The young man has a secret way peculiar to himself. And that's just spelled peculiar as P E C O O L I A R. Is that just like the uh, stupid accent pronunciation yeah, thing? Exactly. Or is he making a pun there? Uh, it's not a pun. Like cool. Yeah, this I isn't Shakespeare, man. There's not eighteen <laughs> levels well, of there, every word. No, there's definitely another level here. It's just not eighteen of them. 
definitely not 18 and there's nothing <laughs> deeper to that other than the fact it's the you know peculiar yeah wait is it spelled like l-i-a-r or yeah oh oh okay never mind uh if it wait for a boy to attempt to hide himself from that young man a boy may lock his door I, I can't wait for this guy to stop talking and do his fucking accent. <laughs> Maybe warm in bed and talk himself up and dry your clothes over their head. May think to himself comfortable and safe, but by the young man will will softly creep and creep his way into him and tear him open. I am keeping that young man from harming of you at the present moment with great difficulty. I find it very odd to hold that young man off on your side. What? Now, what you say? That is a fluid accent. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, that was rough, man. That was rough. I think we should kill the accent now. Is he done? I said that I would get in the file and I would get to a... <laughs> yeah, it's done. <laughs> I mean, for now, at least. I said I would get him a file and what broken bits of food I could, and I would come to him at the battery early in the morning. Say, Lord, strike you dead if you don't, said the man. I said so, and he took me down. Now, he pursed. You remember what you undertook, and you remember that young man, and you get home. Good, good night, sir, I faltered. Much of that, he said, glancing about him over the cold, wet flat. I wish I was a frog or an eel. At the same time, he hung his shuddering body in both his arms. He, he hugged his shuddering body <clears throat> in both his arms, clasping himself as if to hold himself together, and limped down towards the low church wall. As I saw him go, picking, that, picking his way among the nettles and among the branches that bound the green mounds, he looked in my young eyes as if he were eluding the hands of the dead people, stretching up cautiously out of their graves to get a twist upon his ankle and pull him in. Nice. When he came to the low church wall, he got over it like a man whose legs were numbed and stiff, and then turned round to look at me. When I saw him turning, I set my face toward home and made the best use of my legs. But presently, I looked over my shoulder and saw him going on again towards the river, still hugging himself in both arms and picking his way through his sore feet among the great stones dropped into the marshes here and there for stepping places when the rains were heavy or the tide was in. The marshes were just as long, black, horizontal line then as I stopped to look after him, <clears throat> and the river was just another horizontal line, not nearly so broad nor so black. And, then this, and the sky was just a row of long, angry red lines and dense black lines intermixed. On the edge of the river, I could faintly make out only two black things in all the prospect that seemed to be standing upright. One of these was the beacon by which the sailors steered, like an uprooted cask upon a pole, an ugly thing when you were near it. The other a gibbet, with a some cask chains. isn't like a uh, a barrel of beer. Mm -hmm. Okay, like the bacon's. The other a gibbet with some chains hanging hanging to it, which had once held a private, a pirate. Sorry, mm -hmm. chains hanging to it, which had once held a pirate. The man was limping on towards the ladder as if he were uh, as if he were the pirate come to life and come down and going down to and going back to hook himself up again. It gave me a terrible turn when I thought so, and as I saw the little cattle l lifting their heads to gaze after him, I wondered whether they thought so too. I looked all round for the horrible young man and could see no signs of him, but now I was frightened again. I ran home without stopping. Do you like keep going? That's chapter one. South Park covered that a lot quicker. <laughs> yeah. It was good, Just though. too many words? You don't like it, huh? Yeah, it's just... Yeah, yeah. It does paint a nice, dark ominous picture mm -hmm. that definitely seems like all of his moods are like that it's like it's like a big noir film um yeah well i mean it depends on depends largely on how you define noir i wouldn't call it noir okay sorry actually no i would it's totally noir what am i saying <laughs> for sure i guess yeah it's noir <laughs> you want to try another stance yeah i don't think it's true <laughs> i don't think it's noir actually 
Wow. <laughs> That's <laughs> how you define it. <laughs> the wheels were turning there. They're still turning. You can't be wrong now. They're still turning. Um, well, no, I'm still going. Flip-flopper. With, I'm going with no. I'm going with no. Final answer? Yeah. Do you want to phone a friend? No. All right. It is no. Gotcha. You're um, the weakest link. Is there a uh, a section of that book you find uh, particularly enthralling? I do not remember this book very well. Right on. Um, I remember the story of it pretty well. I read it. This was probably this is one of the few Dickens that I read and like really kind of enjoyed and you know read the whole thing. Mm. More recently, I guess, and I'm not really sure when. I feel like I might have read it in college, but there's nothing in here that I remember specifically. Miss Havisham is always fun. There really wasn't it, everything you hoped it would be. Is it? Is this? It, no, it probably it was actually. Like oh. I read it at the time, which is rare, for, which was rare for me. So you would say your expectations were not great. Um, I don't, I don't know if I'd go so. God go damn it! I'm making like six I know, puns I'm here. Saying, no, I get it. Acknowledge <laughs> my bad puns. His expectations were not met. I re- uh, damn it! So is like the um, <laughs> thank you. My my of course my um, only exposure to this is South Park. So where do you remember where the South Park leaves us in the story? Like that was pretty much all just the Miss Havisham. Is that like just a small portion? South of Park this? does the whole movie. I think do it does the whole thing. I thought. Okay, I thought it was. Um, does it end at a certain point? I, well, I'm not familiar enough with this story to know, but like. Well, for, I mean, we take it, we take Pip all the like way to when he's older, and I mean, you know, I don't the whole think, time. I don't in, think South Park does that. I think so. I think it just ends at the, um, you know, the love with the little girl. I think, I, I don't know. I don't know. Tune in to going down on yeah, South right, Park exactly. to find out more. Miss Havisham's always fun. I mean, I guess I can just find a random chapter. But no, I mean, I always like, uh, you know. Why don't we, do you want to move so on to a different book? Home. Why don't we do that? I would like to. I should have brought more Dickens. What do you want? Um, I, I mean. Brought, I should just brought more Dickens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we could just read something else. <laughs> Or I could just keep reading this, chapter two, we can see what it goes on. Or, you know what, maybe we should analyze the first part. How do you guys like that as an opening? Is it interesting? Is it fun? Is it exciting? I mean, is it a good way to start a book? Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's a good movie scene if you uh, pair out about two-thirds of the words. Forget the words. Let's, just, let's imagine each <laughs> well, the, word the is an element cool. of the picture that, yeah. you can't, that you didn't have at exactly. the time. It didn't yeah. exist. It, the, setting, <laughs> the setting's cool, the location's cool. Uh, Where is the location? A cemetery. Mm-hmm. Uh, why is that cool? Because cemeteries are always cool. <laughs> cemeteries are badass. You know, yeah. Why dark. is he in the cemetery? I don't He's know, actually. Walking home? No. His parents. Both oh, his that's parents. where they live. Yeah, yeah, his parents and the rest of his siblings are all right there. Gotcha. So he's visiting, and then all of a sudden, this fucking creature of the night attacks him, mm. puts him on his father's gravestone, and tilts him uh, backwards and says, first of all, he turns him upside down. Fucking dumps out <laughs> his bread. He fucking takes his bread, man. Starts eating. Bullshit. Goddamn right. That's right. That's right. He does. Bread is money, though. You're right. right. Absolutely, it is. Oh, really? I thought that was. Oh like... no, I'm sorry. I thought you were just saying bread is money, like colloquially. No, it he, is. He, he, it didn't mean. It was not a pun there. That, not that's not what it meant in it this book. It literally meant bread. The kid uh, had bread in his pocket, and yeah, the... that's more of like, like a the... uh, um, you know gangster slang. Yeah, like I know. 20s. I like. I like the idea of shaking someone down upside down and getting their coins. But. This is like a hundred years before that was a thing, I think. A I know. Yeah, when, it, when is this supposed to be? When is this supposed to or, be? I mean, when is Dickens? This is like 1800s, exactly, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah exactly. Yeah, I'm not sure so exactly that, when this was written. I think it's like 1830s, 1840s maybe. Okay. Um, let's That's see. That's probably 200 years before I would think bread or no. I don't think years. so, actually. I, I don't know when that term came about, but I, right I'm willing to say that it's been around for a while. Oh, my, I, I would say it's probably been, it, it probably was around during this. So the bread part might be, if if anything, I would say it is an intentional pun, mm. like you were saying. Mm. Uh, bread and honey was the Cockney thing up for money. There you uh, go. 
the Cockney rhyming slang. There yeah. you go. So, uh, yeah, so wait, we actually do does we have get a the year bread on that pun. What's up? Do we have a year on that though? Um, doesn't really say. I always got the impression that the rhyming slang was a little bit more. Um, I think it's definitely not Dickens time. It, it, I think it's after. more. I think it's nineteenth, nineteen hundred something. Right on. I would, yeah. I mean, we have a couple things here. It says 1960s for bread and dough. Right on. So I'm guessing that's similar time. But okay. I don't know. Maybe it could be earlier. It doesn't, I don't really can't really find it quite yeah, here that, yet. That's a very jazzy thing. Well, historically, it doesn't work, but it still yeah. works as a pun anyway. Let's, let's just imagine Dickens meant it. <laughs> Retconning. <laughs> exactly. No, oh. you shouldn't do that. If it's not fair, it's not. But I feel like it would have been around. Go ahead, Joey. What do you got? Here. Phrase oh. origins. Oh, it's fine. We're still doing this thing. It's, it's um another one they say is maybe from the Lord's Prayer. Give us this day our daily Dear bread. bread. Uh, it could be taken literally or figuratively. The term breadwinner is from the 1940s onwards, okay. so that's partially there too. I'll buy that. Still 1940s though. Yeah. Still not 18. But I don't yeah. know the Lord's Prayer. It would need is to be much, like Shakespeare time. Basically. Yeah, it doesn't really give a year, but the Lord's Prayer I think is pretty damn old. Give right? us this day our daily money. Yeah, I always took that as actual bread for the um for the Lord's Prayer at least. Yeah, it is. Um, and forgive us our trespasses. Um, so why, what is some of the symbolism in here, by the way? Why is it this, like, this, why is this prisoner grabbing Pip? (coughs) And we're back because Yuri, (laughs) Yuri just made us cut. Um, <laughs> our little Yuri Gagarin the cat. Yuri Gagarin yeah. the cat cut, and so we just got cut off in the middle of a sentence. Sorry about that, my little snowflakes. Um, <laughs> the dangers of the Falkhead Studio. <laughs> Hashtag cat problems. Our token familiar <laughs> fucked us just now. I was asking the question as far as what is the symbolism of this prisoner grabbing mm. Pip? I am not a number. Also, a little bit of a plant earlier, spoiler, and this is a nice plant as far as what ends up happening toward the end, but I don't want to give you anything away. I don't quite— I don't really think you can spoil it. I don't quite know the symbolism. I would guess maybe it's just like, you know, the real world coming in, and, and I don't know. Like, he's like confronting his past and all the dangers when he's going to the cemetery to visit his dead family. Okay. So maybe it's just like jumping out and grabbing him and like, this is the real world. Stop, you know— Stop, stop uh, mourning and grieving and get with the real... I don't know. I'm th- hmm. going off on tangents. That's not so, bad. That's not bad. It's a metaphor it's a for I'm, I'm reaching. England I'm reaching herself. straws. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, and that's that's one of the fun things about Dickens itself is that, like, it's just kind of fucking entertaining. It's just cool. Mm. You know what I mean? It's just a cool scene. They're, they're, we don't have to dig too much like into surface it. surface level. Yeah. So, but, but don't you usually think that the opening scene has some sort of symbolism or meaning? Usually? Um, a lot that of times, have sure. To, but- a lot of times, sure. I mean, they're, they're, I'm, I'm certainly. But if anything, it's actually more narrative here because, like I said, it plays a huge part later on. Mm-hmm. So there's a very important reason for him. But and it and it actually does sort of ultimately wrap up symbol symbolically speaking. Um, he I, he ultimately ends up being the. It one depends who, like, on the writer, the artist, or whatever. But usually, to me, a good one, or if you're looking for it, is always trying to do some sort of thing in the introduction or the beginning. Absolutely, yeah. Grab right, whether, yeah, whether it's, you know, even a black screen with yeah. some music in 2001, A Space Odyssey or sure. whatever, or, you know, just saying like, or or the, I don't know, I'm just going off on tangents here. But I guess the intro to me, if I'm, I'm looking for it, if the well, author if is well, well-renowned, well sure. I guess. Well, I'll, okay, I'll put it this way for you. Um, the, the What he just asked of Pip, right? He just asked something of Pip. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To the go file get him the food and all this. The yeah. file in the middle is not very easy to find, right? Okay. So he, he has some expectations. Would you say that those expectations are great? <laughs> they're mediocre. <laughs> um, yeah, they're definitely mediocre. But it's fine. <laughs> so, so was Dickens revered in his time? Fuck yes. Okay. Big oh, really? Time. Oh, yeah. 
So he was kind of like a local celebrity. He was there. a fucking, I mean, he was just, yeah, he was just a And he lived in like London and was like a big deal. And got it. This would have been like the, the, uh, the pop culture of the time. Like Absolutely. he would have been like he would the, been the, Spielberg the, the A-list times. director. He was a Spielberg. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I, I think realize. at least I'm pretty, I'm almost positive. Um, we can definitely look it up a little bit if you like. So we should read as much into this as we read into E.T.? Charles Dickens was born on February 7th, 1812 in Landport, Portesia, England. He died in, in Gad's Hill home in Kent on June 9th, 1890. Uh, the second of eight children of a family continually plagued by death, the young Dickens came to know not only hunger and privation. Um, what now? <clears throat> privation? Sorry. Still privation. Nothing. Hunger and privation. I don't know. Lack of provisions? Privation? P-R-I-V-A-T-I-O-N. It's probably pri- like private, being private, basically. Hunger and... Oh, pri- pri- privation, probably privilege. No, a state oh. in which things that are essential for human be- well-being, such as f- food and warmth, and sc- are scarce or lacking. Huh. Hunger, okay, so the opposite. So, so, he's, so he's it's synonymous just, with hunger, yeah. basically. He's poor. Hunger, privation, uh, but also the horror of infamous debtor's prison and the oh, evils poverty, of childhood. privation. Yeah. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Sorry. A uh, turn of fortune in the shape of a legacy brought release from this nightmare of prison and slave factories and afforded Dickens the opportunity of two years formal schooling in Wellington House Academy. He worked at an attorney's desk and newspaper reporter until his uh, sketches by Boz, 1836, and Pickwick Papers, 1837, brought him amazing and instant success. That was to be his remainder, that he, that he was, that was to be his for the remainder of his life. So there you go. In later years, the pressure of serial writing, editorial duties, lectures, and social commentaries led to a separation from Catherine Hogarth after 23 years Hogarth. of marriage. Uh, it also hastened his death at the age of 58, characteristically, while still engaged in a multitude of work. Hmm. So he was always working all the time. But yeah, yeah. fucking Dickens churned some shit out, dude. Uh, do you want to keep going with chapter two? See if he has like, see if he's got a little fun thing? Does Just, it continue with the pip? The whole book is pip. Gotcha. By the way, which which person is this? Is this narr- Is this first person, third person? Uh, first, isn't it? Yeah, isn't Pip talking about himself? Yeah, I'm just you know, just wanted. Oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. Oh, you're quizzing us now? The fuck? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who's <laughs> listening to this. <laughs> I, I guess I'm imagining some. Keep track of your like, score at home. Exactly. Right? Sean O'Brien's quiz. <laughs> uh, chapter two. My sister, Mrs. Joe Gargery. Is it Gargery or Gargery? Bet it's Gargery. No. <laughs> Wait, I, is this? This is you, right? This is. This is not. Pip. Okay. I don't think Pip would be questioning how to pronounce <laughs> exactly. this sister's name. I also Book love. Just got a lot better. I love at the end of like one of the paragraphs in chapter one, you were just like, "That's nice." Yeah. And like, and then I was like, "Oh, Dickens said that." <laughs> Damn. Sorry. Talk about himself. My sister, Mrs. G- Joe Gargery. Gargery or Gargery? What do you guys want? Gargery first. Gargery former. My sister, Mrs. Joe Gargery, was more than 20 years <laughs> older than bitch. I and had established a great reputation with herself and the neighbors because she had brought me up, quote, by hand, having at the time to find out for myself what the expression meant and knowing her to have a hard and heavy hand and to be much in the habit of I only knew that because of the way you read it, though. I, that's why I read it that way. Uh, that's the, <laughs> so you're welcome. <laughs> a habit of laying it upon her husband as well as upon me. I suppose that Joe Gargery and I were both brought up oh, by no. I would have figured it out there. She was not a good-looking woman, my sister, and I had a general impression that she must have made Joe Gargery marry her by hand. Joe was a fair man, with curls of flaxen hair on each side of his smooth face, and with eyes of such a very undecided blue that they seemed to have somehow mixed with their own whites. <laughs> yeah, with her, okay. Uh, Laundry? <laughs> no. 
Pip's really liking this dude. He was a mild, good-natured, sweet-tempered, easygoing, foolish dear fellow. A sort of Hercules in strength and also in weakness. My sister, Mrs. Joe, with black hair and eyes, had such a prevailing redness of skin that I sometimes used I sometimes used to wonder whether it was possible she washed herself with a nutmeg grater instead of soap. <laughs> she was tall and bony and almost always wear a coarse apron, fastened over her figure behind with two loops and having a square impression. What the fuck was that noise, Joseph Bonnier? God damn it. Why is there stuff? Unprofessional Is this your first time on a podcast? Gargery? Uh, you got to hold it near the mic, you fucking pro. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm, I, I just found out how to say it. Joe Gargery. How are you? How are you? Gargery. I, we hear you. Who, We're all very proud of this fucking computer voice. Yeah. Well, let me see this shit. <laughs> it's just I found that. It says how to pronounce Joe Gargery. In what, though? Just some random fucking website? It's just a guy, man. He's he still, decided. He's, he's Gargery for us. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's a guy's last name. It's his surname. You can say whatever I want. Um, is there another pronunciation of G? It's like G, there's the hard J and G. There's no other way to pronounce it J. Um, G, there you go. It was a soft. Je yeah, m'appelle Joe Gargery. Yeah, Gargery. I'm going to fucking say I'll say Gargery. it different each time now. Gargery. We were just finding out about Mrs. Joe, okay? She was tall and bony with an, with an almost always... Blah, blah, blah. I already read this. Sorry. Uh, and a bib in front of the stuck full of pins and needles. She made it a powerful merit in herself and a strong reproach against Joe that she wore this apron so much. Though I really see no reason why she should have worn it at all. Or why, if she did wear it at all, she should, have, she should not have taken it off every day of her life. Joe's forge adjoined our house, which was a wooden house, as many of the dwellings in our county were. Country were, sorry. In our country were. Most of them at the time. Most of them at the time. God damn it. Joseph, you fucker. You fucker. What, so what did I do? <laughs> I'm just teasing. Is, is Wooden House to connote that they couldn't uh, afford brick? Uh, that sounds, yeah. I'm but they were above hay, as in uh, the little pigs. Thank you for making that joke. I couldn't figure it out. That was good. Um, so, so he's middle class? Is that what that's telling us? Um, I guess. Sure. Middle pig class. Yeah, I'm yeah, on board exactly. with that. Middle pig, middle pig, let me in. Stop <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Joe's Forge joined our house, which was a wooden house, as many of the dwellings in our country were, most of them at the time. When I ran home from the churchyard, the forge was shut up, and Joe was sitting alone in the kitchen. Joe and I, being fellow, fellow sufferers and having confidences as such, Joe imparted a confidence to me at the moment. Uh, sorry. Uh, to me at the moment. I raised the latch of the door and peeped in at him opposite to it, sitting in the chimney corner. Mrs. Joe has been out a dozen times looking for you, Pip, and she's out now, making it a baker's dozen. Is she? Yes, Pip, said Joe. And what's worse, she's got Tickler with her. Ouch. At this damsel intelligent, at this dismal intelligence, I twisted the only button on my waistcoat round and round and looked in great, de in great depression at the fire. Was that Tickler or a Tickler? Tickler was a wax-ended piece of cane <laughs> worn smooth by collision with my tickled frame. Quote, she sought, she sought down, said Joe. And she got up with that and great, uh, and she got up with that and made a grab at Tickler, and she ran and she rampaged out. She rampaged out. That's what she did," said Joe, slowly clearing the fire between the lower bars of the poker and looking at she it. She raged out, Sean. She rampaged <laughs> out, Sean. That's your favorite character. <laughs> Has she been out long, Joe? I always treated him with a larger species of a child, and had no more with a larger. I always treated him as a larger species of child, and as no more than my equal. Well," said Joe. <laughs> Wait, how old is Pip? Did we establish that? Uh, I don't think they said it exactly, but he's around like nine or ten, I think. He's a young okay. squire, about a certain age. Certainly not a squire. So he is in fourth grade. He's a young lad. He is definitely a lad. <laughs> um, I don't think it's said. He's uh, a bloke. Right on. So I'm yeah, 
Fourth grade. I'm sure at some point they're going to say it, though. Uh, well, said Joe, glancing up at the Duchess clock. She's been out on the rampage in the last spell about five minutes, Pip. She's coming. Get behind the door, old chap, and have a jack towel betwixt you. I took the advice. My sister, Mrs. A Joe. jack towel? My sister, Mrs. Joe, throwing, would you want to look up a jack towel? He was getting a jerk off motion. I, don't, I, I assume that's not what okay. his his brother in law is telling him to do. By the way, when you say betwixt, I really kind of want a twix. Yeah, am I, I the, the only person? I took the advice. Peanut butter's bullshit. My sister, Mrs. Cookie Joe, crunch. throwing the door wide open and finding the only the candy bar with a cookie crunch. I don't think that's accurate. It's the only goddamn cookie bar. <laughs> with the, I'm sorry. Cookie bar. I'm so sorry, Sean. It is Brian. a cookie bar. <laughs> you know what though? Fuck Twix. Yeah, I figured as much. Fuck Twix so hard. I'm not on board with Twix. Snickers are bust, first of all. Wow. What? Joey's, Joey's mouth is a gaunt. The, right the man with needs you. his nuts. There's caramel. Yeah. Caramel. Yeah. yeah. There is chocolate. Yeah. There is a goddamn caramel. cookie crunch. Some bullshit cookie. It ain't no fucking cookie. Name me thing. another candy bar with a goddamn cookie crunch. With a goddamn cookie crunch? Goddamn cookie crunch. How about cookie crunch? <laughs> <laughs> uh, take five has a cookie crunch. No way. I, I thought that yeah, was a uh, pretzel. Oh, is it a pretzel? I thought so. I feel like it was like a cookie. It's lacking Maybe. peanut butter and nougat. Mm. Another cookie. I don't give a fuck. I mean, I don't, it doesn't matter to me. A cookie a, a cookie in a chocolate bar? I don't know. Sean, you can't. Th- can you think of another cookie in uh, another, a chocolate bar? Um, I mean, you, you could uh, classify the chocolate-covered Oreo, but that is kind of How a stretch. How is that a candy bar? Well, exactly. I mean, it's it's, a, it's an extreme stretch. It's, not, yeah, it's just a cookie. The only one you might ever use. Well, then, how, is very nice di- you, how is that different than a Twix, though? I mean, because just because it's marketed as a... If bar. anyone has... Well, well, I guess it's bar form as opposed yeah. to... Yeah. Okay. Uh, the um, the Keebler Elves happen to make a mock uh, oh, Oreo yeah, cookie that is covered in chocolate. Those are So good. it's in bar form, much like a silver But ingot. it's still a cookie, Does that though. count? No, it's no? still a cookie. Damn. Like, there's a difference between a chocolate-covered cookie and... And a, a, and a, a, a chocolate okay. bar with cookie in the Give you an example, it. guys. Uh, so the original Wonka bar had a... Wonka bars? We got to buy Wonka bars. <laughs> the, the ones you would try to buy to get the golden ticket, obviously. Sure. The ones, they had graham cracker inside them. Is graham mm. cracker considered a cookie? Sure. No, it's a cracker. Oh, yes, wow. Obviously it's, obviously it's a cookie. You're a cracker. Well, yeah. yeah, I'm a specific kind of cracker. Let's I'm a Jewish, Jewish cracker. Let's call oh, them. Let's call them biscuits. <laughs> since we're doing a Dickens episode, let's call them all biscuits. Fair enough. And which would have Pip preferred? A biscuit, a tea biscuit, for sure. A sea biscuit. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you would have eaten a horse. Why not? Get behind the door, old chap, and have the jack towel betwixt you. Not referencing a towel to jerk off in, Sean Pa. <laughs> then what is it? <laughs> I don't know what a jack towel is. Well, then it's a towel to jerk off in. To okay, to fine. His brother told him to get behind behind the door Jizz while rag. his sister's coming so he could jerk off into the fucking towel. <laughs> Jizz rag. Sister. I took the I took the advice. My sister, Mrs. Joe, throwing the Okay, so yeah, oh, he's, he's asking mean, me to look it up. Oh sorry, sorry. Jesus Christ. This is your first time. <laughs> I'm I'm not that's your thinking, job. Uh, yeah. That's literally your job. You, you bring the iPad one for a reason. God damn job. <laughs> I'm I'm afraid to use the computer. Wait, this is the most exciting down. part in the fucking that we've gotten to you so far. But I'm All obsessed right, with the jerk towels. All right, we'll figure out what the fucking jerk off towel means. What's the exact quote? Jack it's not. A, it's just what is a jack towel? Yeah. Jack hyphen towel. Continue. I'll look it up. You go. You're looking up on the internet, which I guarantee you, a hundred <laughs> out of fucking hundred and three are gonna say it's a towel to jerk off in. Well, if it's if it's hyphenated, then it might be a little more. It is. A t- it is hyphenated. No, then. Joseph, do you have it? Verdict. Doesn't. <laughs> There's a, lot, a coarse towel for, for general use hanging from a roller. It's hmm. not necessarily for 
So just like a hand towel? Oh, taking off my jacket and waistcoat? What? Hold on. It's just a towel. I think it grabs a towel. towel. Don't forget to bring a towel. He grabs a little towel. (laughs) So a washcloth. I don't know why he needs the towel, but and have the jack towel betwixt you. We'll find out. If I had to guess, it's because when she fucking smacks him with, with you know, tickler. Mm. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. There you go. When they get betwixt. Yeah. You and your fucking betwixt. Dude, fuck Twix. Fuck Twix <laughs> so hard. What? Hey, guess what? It, since there's two, there's three of us here, right? Guess what? If we get a Twix, what Chicken are we going to do? Chicken butt. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why? I am Who so sorry. <laughs> you could just get, get listen to another podcast now, guys. I don't blame you. <laughs> I took the advice. My sister, God damn it, I took the advice. My sister, Mrs. Joe, throwing the door wide open and finding an obstruction behind it, immediately d- divined the cause and, uh, and applied Tickler to its further investigation. She concluded by throwing me. I often serve as a... Com- <laughs> I often served as a canubal missile, canubile missile, at Joe, who, glad to get a hold of me on any terms, passed me on to the chimney and quietly fenced me up there with, 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 <clears throat> fenced me up there with his great leg. What was Tickler again? Just a stick? Yeah. Uh, she, he, he, he explained it as a wax-ended piece of cane worn smoothly by collision with my tickled frame. Copy. So, yeah, it's just a cane. Yeah, used yeah to that's beat the shit yeah. out of the kid with her. Where have you been, you little mon- you young monkey? Said Mrs. Joe, stamping her foot. Tell me directly what you've been doing, or wear me, or wear me away with fret and fright and wor- and wor- it. <clears throat> All right, have you get out of the corner with that fifty paps and that? God damn it! Sorry, fifty paps, blue ribbons. All right, have nice. you out of that corner if you was fifty pips and he was a hundred and he was a hundred gargeries, gargeries. <laughs> I have only been on the churchyard I said from my stool crying and rubbing myself churchyard repeated my sister if it weren't for me you'd have been there in the churchyard long ago and stayed there who brought you up by hand damn you did said I and why did I do it I should like to know exclaimed my sister I, I went for I-, I don't know I don't said my sister I'd never do it again I know that I had never truly said I've never worn this apron of mine off since you were born since, since born you were it's bad enough to be a blacksmith's wife and him a gargoyle without being your mother. My thoughts strayed from the question and I looked discons- disconsolately at the fire for the, f- for the fugitive wife. Wait, she was using gargoyle like um, diminutively. Was, is there like another connotation there? What do you mean? Um, and him a gargoyle? Like it was like, it seemed like he was pointing at like him the simpleton or something. Like there was some sort of weird connotation maybe i was just reading i know that. that i may truly have never been an apron of mine since i was born it's bad enough to be a blacksmith's wife and him a gargery yeah maybe it's just the right your mother uh like uh, it's it, probably is a that bad just thing. a low form yeah, or for low sure. family and i, I yeah, would imagine family. so yeah just calling okay. him lower class nice catch okay, gotcha. nice catch do you think by the way it's any callback to gargamel i know that's a stretch <laughs> i don't think it's a callback as no, much but, as a uh, no as well yeah. dickens would use it maybe theoretically Wait, are you suggesting that the Smurfs came out before? Wait, is there another Gargamel? Oh, okay. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Dickens was so fucking (laughs) hip. (laughs) I thought, hold on. You think the Smurfs was like was a mythological like thing (laughs) before Adam? So Dickens was just referencing this land of the Smurfs before. How much do you know about the Irish? (laughs) So the Smurfs are like we're in ancient times, basically, and they've always been a mythological creatures that they had. So Dickens is referencing Gargamel. No, I don't think that's the case. <laughs> yeah. 
Were you trying to say that do we think that the creator of the Smurfs used Gargamel as a Gargery thing? No, I confused Gargamel from the bad guy from Beowulf. Oh, oh Grendel. Exactly. Grendel, got it. That was my problem. Brendel Fly? Brendel Fly. What's Brendel Fly? I don't know. Your face doesn't... Jeff Goldblum. Know. Oh, I haven't seen The Fly. Oh, I know. Yeah, I don't know. That's... Yeah, you should do that. <laughs> my thoughts strayed from that question. I looked discount. <laughs> Disconsolately at the fire. For the fugitive out in the marshes with the iron leg, the mysterious young man, the file, the food, and the dreadful play, pledge I was to undercommit a larceny on those sheltering premises rose before me in, aven- in the avenging coals. Ha! said Mrs. Joe, restoring Tickler to his station. Churchyard, indeed! You may well say churchyard or two. One, bu- one of us, by the by, had not said it all. By the by. You'll drive me to the churchyard betwixt you. One of these days, and oh, a precious pair you'd be without me. And she applied herself to the tea things. Joe peeped down at me over his leg as if I were mentally casting, as if he were mentally casting me and himself up and calculating what kind of pair we practically should make (laughs) under the grievous circumstances foreshadowed. After that, he sat feeding his right side flax. After that, he sat feeling his right side flaxen curls and whisker and following Mrs. Joe about with his blue eyes, as his manner always was at squally times. My sister had a trenchant way of cutting our bread and butter for uh, cutting our bread and butter for us that never varied. First, with her left hand, she jammed the loaf hard and against her bib, where it sometimes got into a pin of it, where it sometimes got a pin into it, and sometimes a needle, which we were afterwards were going to our mouths. What's then the difference? T- a pin or a needle? Yeah. Uh, a pin it has a little hole at the end. A needle does not. Uh, if anything, it'd be the other way around. A needle, a sewing needle, right. has a hole in it. Yeah. So and you, you and said the other doesn't. thing. Yeah, you said the other thing. That's cool. I said I a needle you. has a hole in it. You said whatever. I Keep said going. a pin has a hole in it? I believe so, but we can check the tape. Check the tape? Yeah. I, then I definitely meant to say You Google it. You Google it. <laughs> I'm reading. You bring your own iPad. <laughs> Uh, my blah, 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 blah. First, you know, left a bit of something in the mouth. Uh, then she took some butter, not too much, on a knife and spread it on a loaf in an apothecary kind of way, as if she were making a plaster using both sides of the knife with slapping dexterity mm-hmm. and trimming and molding the butter in the round of the crust. Oh, this is before fridges. Okay, that was then possible. Then she gave the knife a final smart wipe of the edge and uh, edge of the plaster and then sawed a very thick round off the loaf, which she finally, with before separating from the loaf, hewed into two halves, of which Joe got one and I the other. On the present occasion, though, I was hungry. I dared not eat my slice. I felt that I must have something reserved for my dreadful acquaintance and his ally, the, more, uh, the still more dreadful young man. I knew Mrs. Joe's housekeeper. Do you guys believe that he has a mean young man with him? What do you mean? What? So the threat, the, the threat of, oh, the, the, of the prisoner uh, is yeah, that yeah. There's, a, there's a guy who's much meaner. What the motherfuck was that? The whole world shook. Yeah, that was really quick for an earthquake. But I don't think it was an earthquake. Yeah, I think it was someone slamming the door or something. Okay, cool. Anyway, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's just an idle threat. Idle threat? Yeah. Joey? I don't even understand what's going on. Uh, the guy with the chains on his... Uh, <laughs> on the present occasion, though, I was hungry. I dare not, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I knew Mrs. Joe's housekeeping was the, was the strictest kind, that my larcenous researches might find nothing available in the safe. Therefore, I resolved to put my hunk of bread and butter down, the leg of my trousers. The effort of resolution necessary to the achievement of the purpose I found to be quite awful. It was as if I had to make up my mind to leap from the top of the high, of the high house or plunge into the great depth of the water, and it was made the more difficult by the unconscious Joe... In our already mentioning Freemasonry as fellow sufferers and his good-natured companion, uh, companionship with me, 
it was our every evening habit with compare the way we bit our slices and silently holding them up to each other's admiration now and then. Mm-hmm. And we're back. <laughs> For the second time this episode, we got cut off. A little bit of noise going down. Um, but it gave me some time to kind of flip through the book. I was trying to find uh, Miss Havisham and more importantly, Estella. Estella. The, Stella! the meeting of Estella. Um, Estella. So this is in chapter eight. Uh, this is referring to Miss Havisham now. Pip's already met Miss Havisham, who's this old, haggard creature wearing a wedding dress, basically. It's very, very old and gross and weird. Um, she always wears it? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I thought um, they a creature. Yeah. Um, I stopped hearing I may see too much or had already said it, and we took another look at each other. Before she spoke again, she turned her eyes from me and looked at the dress she wore and at the dressing table and finally at herself in the looking glass. So new to him, she muttered, so old to me, so strange to him, so familiar to me, so melancholy to both of us. Call Estella. As she was still looking at the reflection of herself, I thought she was still talking to herself and kept quiet. Call Estella, she repeated, flashing a look at me. You can do that. Call Estella at the door. To stand in the dark in a mysterious passage of an unknown house, bawling Estella to a scornful young lady, neither (laughs) visible nor responsive, and feeling it was a dreadful liberty so to roar out her name, was almost as bad as playing to order. But she answered at least, but she answered at last, and her light came along the dark passage like a star. Miss Havisham beckoned her to come close, and took up a jewel from her table and tried its effect upon her fair young bosom and and against her pretty brown hair. Your own one day, my dear. And you will use it well. Let me see you play cards with this boy. With this boy? Why, he's a common laboring boy. I thought I overheard Miss Havisham answer, only it seemed so unlikely. Well, you can break his heart. What do you play, boy? Asked Estella of myself with the greatest disdain. Nothing but beggar my neighbor, nothing but beggar my neighbor, miss. <laughs> beggar him, said Miss Havisham to Estella. So we sat down to play cards. Oh, South Park does go all the way through it. Pip just never gets older, so I was confused. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, they keep kind of fucking with it. I mean, I don't know. Do you guys like Estella? Uh, from what I remember of South Park, she's a cunt. <laughs> she's, she is a C-word in this book, too. Because mm. it's the same. Wow. <laughs> um, Crone. I like Estella, though. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. You, like, you I got feel a like thing he, for the dominating women? I don't know if it's, it's not dominating. I don't know. I don't know. You like the sharp tongue. Maybe it's just that I like Pip and I like, you know. <laughs> if he I, likes her, like she's got to be good. <laughs> sort of, yeah. Like you you sort of are, you're, you're forced to identify with Pip in this for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. And you kind of, you know, you fall in oh, love so with her along with you. Putting on his like, skin, you, you yeah, see it it's this weird, maca- like masochistic. Any uh, friend thing, of Pip is a friend of mine. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so it's been literally literary today <laughs> thank you for listening to literally literary forecast.com thank you people for listening <laughs> you are gonna do it again uh, whatever and i need more fucking coffee totes for real